Hi there, guys. Welcome back to the Send It podcast. This is episode five, and I'm your host, Chloe Smith. And today, your story comes from yours truly. I wanted to get to share with you guys an adventure that I had um, back in 2015. I had the chance to get to do a school off of the coast of Auckland, about five hours off the coast of Auckland. And on this island, Great Barrier Island, there are very, very few people. You're going to have a few people who came over to New Zealand, um, overstayed their visa and never left, kind of hippie dirtbag type people. You're going to have some Maori people who have lived there generationally, and then you'll have a few people from mainland New Zealand who have moved over there. But all in all, this island is pretty much just really, really wild. A lot of wilderness, really beautiful terrain, very few residents though. Um, incredibly diverse wildlife and bioculture. It's it's a really, really amazing place. And I had the opportunity to do a school there for three and a half months, living there on the island. Um, and throughout the time had a lot of really amazing adventures. I mean, it was one of those places where there's animals that are only found on that island in the whole world. There's dolphins and orcas that surround the island, awesome surf. Um, we were there during the bioluminescence time, so I mean, you'd go swimming at night and you'd jump out onto the dock and you're just covered in these bio, bio lights. And it's just, it's amazing place. And we would go sea kayaking and you could chuck jellyfish at each other. It was just one of those places that I'll really never forget just because of its incredible diversity as well as just that feeling of being totally in the wild, just really, really exposed. And when you get out there, you really did have that feeling that you were really alone. So one day, well, let me preface, (laughs) take a step back. I've had a lot of really weird kind of close encounters, mind you, that I've put myself in (laughs) moments where I've gone off to do some kind of adventure on my own and ended up in a weird or bad situation. But on this particular day, when we would leave the base to go explore, do something, we're supposed to write in this book just so they'd know that we weren't at the base and that if we didn't come back, they could come looking for us. So where I was going, I knew I wasn't supposed to be going. (laughs) So I didn't, I didn't fill out the book and I set off to an area that I had been before with a friend, but the way that they had this island divided, well, the big problem in this island, the whole problem with New Zealand actually, is that all of the mammals that are found on New Zealand have been introduced. So there are a lot of pests that are found and some of those have made their way over to Great Barrier Island. So one way that they've tried to reduce that population is to build these kind of, microclimate fencing system. So they fence off different sections of the island and do trappings and um, huntings in those areas for, you know, possums and rats and things that are kind of wreaking havoc in that area. There's a lot of tripwires and electric fences and stuff. So along our property line was one of these main enclosures. And it's a big, tall green fence with a big electric wire running on top of it and across it. And I just couldn't help myself because I knew that there was this incredible rock wall structure in there. And I really wanted to go in there and climb it and just, you know, have some time to chill on top. And then 
I'd make my way down. So I'm hiking up the hill, um, get up there and it, let me just like paint this picture for you. So huge hike up, get up there. And if you've ever seen Jurassic Park, I think it's in Jurassic Park three in the pterodactyl area. There's like this double fenced wall thing and that's kind of how it was. So you'd enter one door, close that one. And then there's another door to actually get into this thing. So I go through both of them. This door is always unlocked from my understanding of it. So not worried, go on through, hike out to the rock wall, climb it, super fun. get up there, have some meditation time and journaling, just enjoying nature and actually end up kind of taking a little bit of a nap. And I wake up to some water droplets hitting my face. And I was like, oh shoot, I need to get down, you know? So I'm scrambling down this wet rock and trying to get back. Wasn't sure how long I'd been gone. And I head back to this door and to my just like complete dismay and fear, <laughs> I go to open this door and it's totally locked from the inside. And I just panic. I'd never been in here by myself. I didn't know how to get out besides this door. So I'm like trying to, thinking maybe I didn't close the first door good. So I'm like getting a stick, trying to shove it through the grating, like getting the other door closed. And that one's closed and it's just locked. <laughs> just plain and simple. And nobody knows where I am. So I'm panicking. I'm in this like enclosure with all these traps and hunters and trip wires and no idea how to get out. So my first instinct, I'm like, okay, if I climb on top of this box thing, I can probably jump over this like, I don't know, eight, nine foot fence. So I scramble up this side of this cage and I'm on top of it and I'm standing there and I'm getting ready to kind of leap. And then I can just hear this electrical wire, just the power of electricity going through it. <laughs> like it's, you can just hear it. It's zoom, zoom, zoom. And I, they had also told us that if that thing gets tripped, then an alarm goes off on the island. So I'm like, man, I really can't afford to be clumsy, hit this wire, an alarm goes off and just wreaks havoc. I'm like, I gotta find another way. So I climbed down off of there and I'm like, well, eventually I know that this fence hits the ocean and from the ocean line, I can find where where I'm supposed to go. So I, I just started following this fence and I'd never been in here by myself before and I'm exploring and you know, there's like dead animals at every turn, guys. There's dead possums everywhere and traps. There's like these little stand, they call them like standards. So like removable, you can move these electric fences around. They're just wires. So I was being careful for those and having to check my pack over them and roll underneath them, jump over stuff. I felt like freaking Indiana Jones man in there. And I'm also at the same time, like super fearful that I might get shot in there. I don't know how many you know, actual hunters there are out there and I'm not tagged or anything and it's getting kind of darker. No one knows where I am. <laughs> so I'm literally just start into a full on sprint. I am just running alongside this fence. Like I gotta get to the ocean. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And eventually I hit this kind of paddock, like a, a field that has these, these huge bulls in it. And the thing with these kind of island communities is they get these bulls and they leave them out there and they kind of end up being a little bit feral. Um, they are domesticated, they have been raised, but because they spend so much time alone, they can be kind of unpredictable. 
and I'd had a few bad run-ins working on bull farms before, and I just was not about to try to go through there and find a gate. So I keep following the fence line, and it gets to this point where the paddock fence line and this big green wall fence meet. And there's this space that I've got to say is like maybe eight inches, maybe six to eight inches. It's pretty small. And I'm like, man, there's got to be a way I can squeeze through this. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, if I chuck my pack over and I just like suck in really good, <laughs> then maybe I can get through. And at this point, I'm like, it's my only choice besides like facing all these bulls. So I chuck my pack over. It's kind of hard to see what's on the other side of this little crack area. It looks like there's some brush and then kind of goes downhill, but I'm squeezing through this thing, you know, head makes it through good, bust makes it through, sucking in my stomach and my gut, and that makes it through. And then it gets to my freaking birthing hips and <laughs> they just will not go through this thing. And I'm just laying there in this crack, body halfway through, feet on the side of all these bulls and my head in this like pile of dirt on the other side. And I'm just laying there like, I'm gonna die here. No one knows where I am. <laughs> but I kind of gained my senses. I'm like, I gotta get out of this. And I look up and there's, it kind of V's a little bit at the top of this crack, like opens up just a bit. So I push myself off on the other side and I'm able to get my bottom through. And as I clear this fence hole, I grab my pack and I just start rolling. And I hadn't noticed that there, I was pretty much at the edge of a cliff. And there's this stuff in New Zealand everywhere that's been introduced from Europe called gorse. They built it as kind of a retention plant to help with erosion, but it is pretty vile. It's really pokey. It's like a thorn bush, has these yellow flowers, and it is just pokey and it stings you when you get in it. And this hill cliff is literally just pure gorse. So I'm rolling, just getting stabbed alive down this cliff getting super cut up, bump myself on all these trees and plants, finally come to a clearing where it levels out. And I'm just sitting there like so disheveled. <laughs> and I look up and there's the ocean. I was so relieved, <laughs> but it also was high tide. So that meant I was gonna have to wade back across the shoreline back to where we live. So I'm in the water. I have all these cuts and you know, like, thorn stings all over me and the salt water is just like burning but at the same time there's that feeling when you do something like that by yourself that you're like man that was so fun like at the time it was super stressful and I was trying to make it back but as soon as you're at a point where you feel safe it's like wow that was totally worth it that was such an adventure and I got to experience that and I did it on my own you know and I get back up to kind of where my friends are and a big crew of my friends are out on the lawn, you know, sitting, chatting. I go over there and I just look a mess. I have grass and dirt all over me. There's like twigs in my hair. I have cuts on my clothes. My clothes are all ripped up and my friends are just like, what in the world, Chloe? And I just looked at them dead in the eye and I was like, not allowed to tell anyone <laughs> and that was kind of the end of that adventure I I love stuff like that where you set off to do something and it becomes something unexpected you know and you get to go on an adventure that you didn't think you were setting off on originally I just think that that is 
really what it's all about because, I mean, you can tediously plan anything, but it's that moment where plans go askew <laughs> and when real, real memories happen. And I'll never forget that day. I remember the landscape so well and the smells and the birds and the cuts and the bruises and the little scars I have from that day. It's like, man, that, that was worth it. That was the day that was worth it for sure. I also want to give a huge, huge shout out, guys. There's going to be a few of these over the next few months, but I have been just incredibly, incredibly blessed by vegan companies here in the United States for my Pacific Crest Trail through hike. There is no way that I could have done this completely and fully vegan just due to funds at this point. And these companies that I reached out to have gone above and beyond what I thought was even possible at supplying me with super healthy and nutritious foods. And one company that has just gone above and beyond what I could have expected was Om. They are an organic mushroom nutrition company and I'm so thankful for them. Mushrooms are such an incredible part of veganism because a lot of people, you know, when you're talking about veganism, they're like, where do you get your protein? Where do you get your B vitamins? And mushrooms are one of the few naturally occurring plants that provide B vitamins to us. Um, B vitamins come from living things. So when you're not eating meats and dairy and cultured kind of foods like that, fermented foods and things that are alive that are kind of a fungus are really the only way for us to get it besides supplementing. They provide incredible immune support. And it's just something that I am so, so thankful to be able to have on trail just because resupplying those vitamins as well as detoxing your body and providing health and nutrition as well as tasting really great. Um, it's just gonna be invaluable to me. So shout out to them. I'm just like so thankful and blown away by their help on this trip and their stoke to get to help. Thank you guys so much for the support that you have been giving me, the sweet comments. Um, if you are liking this podcast, then if you wouldn't mind giving it a star rating and leaving a review on iTunes, that would be incredible. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week for the Send It podcast.